across the city and South Cambridgeshire. This is Susie Thorpe. Cambridge 105 Radio. I have Philip Collagen. He's CEO from Raspberry Pi Foundation. And I had a nice, really nice chat with him yesterday afternoon. They've got a new online. I have my stress. This is a free online course. It's called Digital Making at Home Campaign. They launched it on Monday. And I asked him, first of all, a little bit about Raspberry Pi Foundation. What is that all about? So Raspberry Pi is an educational charity. Um, we were first known uh, for uh, the Raspberry Pi computer, which is a low-cost programmable computer. The, the main device costs $35, um, which was launched eight years ago. We've sold 31 million of those devices, and they're used in education and industry and a, an incredible uh, range of ways. So that's a powerful, low-cost programmable computer. The foundation um, owns the computer company, so we're, we're remarkable for, cha- uh, for in the charity world in that we are a charity that owns a technology company. Uh, and we, as well as producing the computer, we work to um, bring computing education to schools by training teachers and creating free resources. We run the world's biggest network of free computing clubs for kids. And we undertake research into how best do you support young people to learn about computers and technology and also how do you get more girls involved in issues like that. I like the idea of the girls getting interested too. That's always been a passion for me to make sure it's a 50-50 moment. So well said there, Philip. You have launched this incredible homemaking, digital making at home course that started, was launched yesterday. And it now is it because of the coronavirus era, or were you going to do this anyway? Uh, No, this is a direct response to the fact that we've got um, 1.5 billion young people who aren't at school or clubs anymore. Um, uh, And we feel like we have a responsibility to them and their parents um, to make it easy for them to access fun, engaging learning experiences at home. So while our free resources and project ideas have always been available online in lots of different languages, what we've done now is a little extra work to curate them um, and to add some instructional videos by some of our brilliant team um, and to try and continue to build community. So what we're doing every week is setting a, a challenge around a theme. This week's theme is making games, which... Uh, lots of people love to do. Um, and so uh, kids and their parents and their siblings at home will follow the instructions, build some awesome games, and then we're asking them to share those back to us. And we'll share those out on our blog and in social media and by emailing people direct. So it's 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 about inspiring them to get creative at home with technology. And it's also about continuing that sense of community and learning together by sharing what people are creating. Interesting, because you say sharing in communities, how do we, it's not just obviously the children that are going to be involved in this, you've said also parents too, and and yeah, well, carers if they're living with their carers, obviously, but how do you get both involved? Obviously, you have a captive market with the younger generation, and possibly now with an older generation, but how do you connect those two? How do you get all of them involved? Oh, these are great activities to do with uh, your parents, with your older siblings, uh, to do in teams. And we, you know, in, in, in previous times, lots of our work was done through clubs. Um, and those clubs often have the parents working on learning alongside the young people. 
Um, so we've always thought that's an important uh, an important uh, part of our mission. Um, uh, we design our activities so that young people can learn independently because we recognize not every parent's got the time or the bandwidth, to, uh, particularly at the moment, to sit down alongside their young people. But they're also, they work really well. And so these are uh, fun, engaging activities that you can do uh, in, in, in teams and whether that's teams of young people or teams of parents and young people. Um, you know, I would, I would challenge parents to have a go themselves and see whether they can build something that they're proud of. Yes, I like the idea of challenging the parents because I think once you get the parents on board that's you've got it made really haven't you but, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's not just for the experienced gamer or the experienced person at home working I got the impression it's for beginners as well completely yeah. utter beginners yeah if you've never written a line of code if you've never tried to create uh, a computer program we have a, an entry level uh, set of instructions and resources that can help you write your first line of code um, using freely available uh, technologies that you can just connect to online um, but we also recognize that some people are more experienced and are looking to push themselves and stretch themselves further so every week we're going to be curating a set of resources with beginner intermediate and more advanced challenges um, and we'd love to see uh, lots of people who are new to digital making to creating with technology have a go how did the launch go on monday philip how did that all come about how did that sort of sort itself yeah, well, uh, so firstly, a phenomenal effort um, by the team uh, in in Raspberry Pi Foundation, who uh, they created some really fun videos, and they've really, um, uh, really got a lot of excitement and energy. We had a fantastic response on social media and online. Um, we already have an enormous community of uh, well over 10,000 uh, clubs around the world that we work with, lots of partners in other countries, lots of educators that we work with. So we had a great response from them. Um, but we were also really blown away by the response from people who are not currently part of our community. So people, you know, you know what it's like. Lots of parents are looking for something fun and meaningful uh, to, to do with their children. And we've already been massively, uh, uh, massively impressed by the response we've had from people who don't normally uh, uh, interact with us. It's great that we had these online courses because this is the way forward for the foreseeable future. Well, I think it's great anyway, full stop. We did it before and now we're doing it during the COVID-19 as well. But how do you, as well as enticing people and making sure that they're continually learning, but how do you, do you have also some advice for people to take a break from their online course and not always be on the, the computer and the screen. Is there an element of yeah. that in your courses? Well, I mean, like all things, you know, uh, balance is critical, right? Mm. Um, uh, one of the interesting things I think is that, um, you know, not all screen time is the same. Um, and so people often, uh, you know, ask me <laughs> sort of how do I how do I deal with this um, concern that parents have and I as a parent have it too about kids spending too much time at their computers. And what I say in response to that is not all screen time is the same. So, you know, yes, kids should be able to use their computers to play Minecraft, to play Roblox, to watch YouTube videos, whatever it is they want to do, connect with their friends. Um, but using a computer to learn how to create something. I think is more equivalent to reading a book. Mm. You know, we're not competing with the time that kids might spend consuming media online. We are competing with the time they're spent doing other fun 
learning activities. Uh, but nobody wants kids shut up in the house all the time. So, you know, your state sanctioned once a day exercise is very important too. Yes. And apart from the fact it's a case of everyone's at home, all using their computers. So they've obviously got to, I don't know, some people don't have a, a lot of bandwidth. So there is a time to timetable it but it is a good yeah. point and the activities that we design um are they are designed to be done within an hour so of course you can spend more time on them if you want to um but you know the with the possible exception of some of the more advanced projects the majority of our projects can be started and finished with an hour and at the end of that hour you've got something that you can show off to other people in the house you can build a game that they can have a go at playing you can share it online so your friends can have a go and that that is where you get some of the social uh, uh the social interaction coming as well i want to just touch on a very big part of your raspberry pi of course is the charitable aspect because this is incredible this is all free and it's going out to everywhere but tell me how other places you say countries as well are you getting feedback from other countries around the world how this has really really helped yeah, so we um, we are uh, we're based in Cambridge in the UK, but we're a global organisation, and we uh, we have partnerships in uh, uh, over forty countries with other nonprofits, and we have people um, coming and using our materials from all over the world. We actually translate them with the help of volunteers um, into thirty languages wow. now. Uh, and we're ambitious to see that number grow because we think it's really important that kids can learn in their mother tongue. Um, uh, we feel that's uh, we know that that makes a big difference, particularly in terms of engaging kids from more challenging uh, socioeconomic backgrounds um, where they may not have uh, the, the English language skills. So it's it's already a, a, a global movement. But but, you know, the, the COVID-19 crisis, the the pandemic uh, it is, as I said before, affecting kids all over the planet. So I think that the latest estimates are it's over one point five billion young people who can't currently access school. Uh, and it's really important. We think it's our responsibility as a charity to provide access to meaningful learning experiences to the largest possible number of kids, particularly those um, who might not otherwise have the opportunity to learn. I'd like to ask you, Philip, about your role as CEO of Raspberry Pi Foundation, because you took on this role in 2015. And how's it been so far? Um, so it's been a whirlwind. Uh, what is it now? Nearly, nearly five years. Mm. Uh, a whirlwind. Uh, five years. Uh, best job in the world. We, uh, Raspberry Pi, is you know our mission is to help young people all over the world learn how to create with technology, and we have uh, we we are very fortunate. We're able to work with tens of thousands of volunteers and teachers and millions of young people. Mm. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Oh, it's, it, it's absolutely fantastic and it's incredible and thank you just one thing what is your favorite homemaking game so far what have you i'm sure you've been trying lots of games Philip. well so um <laughs> in my office here in cambridge i have my co-worker bethan who's my daughter she's age nine sat behind me and um, she's there now uh, and bethan has been working through some of the projects herself and so yesterday she made a chatbot which is one of our projects um, and she made a very amusing, witty chatbot, which you can interact with, ask it questions, give it answers, uh, and it, it has automated responses. So that's a great one that's on our website. It's a good one for a beginner. Thank you so much indeed. Thank you. This is Susie Thorpe on Cambridge 105 Radio.